Hey there. Welcome to the Making Margin podcast. My name is Nick Foy. I'm the founder of Greenway Wealth Advisors. We are a financial planning and investment management firm based in the south end of Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, this is episode 23 because we just did 22. I just had to update my little sheet here. I was like, well, we just did 22. Um, We're glad you're with us. With me live in the office, uh, Drew Harris, a senior advisor. Hey there. And Natalie Foy. Hello. Oh, hey there. Uh, Associate advisor and CFO. With us remotely from their respective homes, Allie Crouch. Hi. She's our client, director of client experience, and Jeff Eminger. Hello. Who's an associate advisor. We're continuing our topic about kids and money. We talked about income before. Now we're going to talk about expenses. Um, and so if you haven't heard the income one, we talked about allowance. Listen back to episode 22, which you can find anywhere that podcasts are sold. Um, uh, the expense thing comes up because my son will often ask me, hey, dad, I want this thing. And then I say, no, I'm not getting you whatever that thing is. And then he says, well, how about if you just take the money out of my bank account? And then I still don't want him to have that thing because I don't want, I don't think it's a good use of his money, but it's his spending money. And so should I let him spend? So really this is more of like a personal sort of a counseling counseling session than anything else. So (laughs) what should kids be responsible for? Should they be necessarily responsible for anything? Um, how much of their allowance should we actually allow them to spend? So we talked last time, we kind of broke it up and Drew said, and we're trying the same kind of thing is like, we want a portion of their allowance to go towards giving a portion to go towards saving. And that saving tends to be for these longer term things. Like my son wants a Tesla, uh, when he's 16, which I think will be fun to see if he can make that happen. He's nine. Um, he will not be able to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> you have to win the lottery first or maybe, something. Maybe one yeah. that already caught fire. I don't know. Um, and But then the spending, like what should we actually allow them to spend on? And what does that look like? So that's where we're headed. Glad you're with us. Allie, I'm going to ask you first. Tell me about uh, your experience with spending as a kid. You, you told us about your uh, allowance experience, but like, were there certain things you remember as a kid being like, oh, I really want whatever that thing is? And you're a saver, you mentioned, so this might be yeah. hard for you to recall. Yeah, I didn't, I like, I feel like my my little sister would be a better one to ask that question to because she did want to spend all of her money. She still does. <laughs> but I, the only thing I can remember like saving for a while and really wanting was a Game Boy, the like one that, closed i don't remember which one that was called but it was like the newer one and that's the only thing i remember like saving for a while advance maybe maybe that's what it was i don't know know, but it was the one that flipped and i got the red one because it was the cheapest and i have always wanted a good deal so i don't know my parents didn't have any restrictions on me but i don't know if it would have been different like because i natalie in the last episode said that you know every kid is different like one of your son gets it. He gets the saving thing, but you know, your daughter wants to give the money away. So I don't know if my parents changed that per kid, but I don't remember any restrictions for me for what I wanted to buy because I didn't want to buy very much. Okay. So it was more your nature mm-hmm. as a saver that prevented you from having to have this conversation. Yeah. But now my husband's so cheap that I want to spend all of the money and he makes me save it. So <laughs> yeah. Price is what you pay. Value is what you get. All right, Jeff. Um, you mentioned this in the last episode, but I was also obsessed with like Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars and model cars. And um, the thing that continues to today is uh, golf. Big, big interest of mine, even as a child. 
Um, so I definitely remember like wanting golf clubs and um, things like that. Um, like Ali, I didn't really have any restrictions. I think I was pretty, um, I was pretty intentional about the things that I, I wanted. And yeah, I don't think there was ever a need. There was nothing that I ever wanted that was like dangerous that my parents just wouldn't allow. Um, so really no restrictions. Okay. Drew, what did you want to spend money on? What did I want to spend money on? Um, I remember one uh, shirt from with Michael Jordan uh, <laughs> and um, <laughs> Bugs Bunny when Space Jam. Space Jam yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that I drove my bike all the way to the mall uh, to buy that shirt. Um, I don't think that my parents put any restrictions on like what I could buy, but I don't remember okay. very well. Maybe I should text your mom. I know. I was texting my mom again. Natalie? Well, I was not not a big spender ever. (laughs) Um, Well, I've become more of a spender as I've aged um, and had income. But uh, early on or growing up, didn't really want much and didn't have much free time either. I know I mentioned I was playing sports through high school. So, like, I, I don't even remember asking my parents for money to go do things with my friends necessarily because there wasn't even that much free time um, to do things like that. So one one thing that I know uh, we did expense-wise is over the summers, we'd spend most of the summer at our local swim club and play uh, where we'd swim and play tennis for most of the day, um, which I know sounds like a very privileged upbringing, and it was. Um, but my parents would give us it was, a, it was a set amount. It was like $2 or $5. I can't remember that we could spend in the vending machines. Get a grape soda. That week. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and so from the snack bar, the, the way that they did it though, is, you know, I think the $2, let's say it was, would buy me like one candy bar and a soda. If I bought it, if I bought it through the vending machine. Um, and again, we would spend literally all day there. So we would bring pack our lunch, um, and spend it. If I got a Coke from home instead or a drink from home instead, it would cost 25 cents versus a dollar out of the vending machine. So yeah. we could, you know, pick and choose how we were going to use some of those funds um, to make it last through the week. Or if you wanted to just save it up for that brownie, the fudge brownie in the vending machine at the end of the week. So that kind of taught a little bit about like the value of buying something out versus getting it from home or whatever. But um, that's one of the one of the few things I, I really remember about expenses growing up. That has continued with you to this day, the value <laughs> of eating at home versus eating out. And I first discovered this when we were dating, and she was she did her junior year in England, uh, her junior year of college, and I went over to visit her, and we were wandering around London, and I was really hungry. And London's an expensive city, and this was when the pound was two to one. And I had no money. And she had no money. She was a college kid. And I was a college kid, but I was like, well, I'm hungry. And she was like, oh, no, no, we had to like split things. And she's like, no, we can't eat. We can't eat here. We can't eat here. It's too expensive. Like, like a street cart, you know? And it's one of those where now you'd be like, just eat because you want to enjoy your time in London. And anyway, I did enjoy my time because of the company, but less so because I was hungry. Uh, by the way, all of these are really boring answers, <laughs> which I think um, is a testament to uh, who, uh, you know, what people should be looking for as in an advisor, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I don't really want to buy anything. I just like saving money. <laughs> so boring. You guys are boring. I'm too. Um, I, um, 
Uh, always, yeah, I wanted the Hot Wheel. There was a show on TV called Mask, which is like a cheap man's Transformers. And they had cars that were like turning airplanes and stuff. And I would always want a mask, like vehicle, whatever it was. And I would bug my mom every time we were out for whatever this thing was. And had I had allowance, it would have been good for her to say, spend your own money. And then when you run out of money, you don't get to get any more of those things. Um, so I think that's where on the allowance conversation would have been helpful to have like a consistent thing. But now that I have a kid and he wants to spend money on dumb stuff or what I perceive as dumb stuff, I'm like, ah, even though it's your money, I still am restrictive on that. Um, but then like, you know, college, I would, you know, spend kind of freely. I wasn't like too restrictive um, and didn't, didn't keep necessarily good enough track of that. Um, so anyway, all to say. All right, so that's that's sort of our history, and I love hearing that background and then knowing what you guys are doing with your lives. Um, when it comes time for your own kids to ask to spend money that they have, how, assuming that they're more like our son is, and he's you know he wants to spend nine dollars to download an app, how restrictive either are you or do you imagine yourself being on their spending? I feel like the mother of your children should answer. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I said earlier that I think, um, or just in conversation, that I think we should allow our kids to make mistakes now when the stakes are low so that they're prepared later on um, when the stakes are much higher. They understand what making a mistake with money, what it, what it feels like and what the impact is and how it changes their ability to do something else down the road. Um I say that and I do believe that, um, like for example, my son has a girl that he's a little sweet on and he wanted to buy her a necklace for Valentine's day. And so I was like, all right, well, if that's really what you want to do, even though you haven't seen her in over a year, you are, <laughs> they talked on the phone a couple of times. Yeah. You are welcome <laughs> to do that, but it's, it's, you know, we should set a, we should set a budget so we did. It was a $15 budget and we went to Target and we found a $15 necklace. What is, what does it look like? I haven't seen it. It's silver with a little like um is it like a heart locket. No, it's one of the bluish stones on it. Um and it, it there was a nicer necklace but it was $19 and he's like, "No mom, this I like this one and it's $15." So 50 or 50? 15. 15. 15. 15. Yeah. So, um you know, and I uh, made a point of saying, okay, well, this money is coming out of your account. And, uh, you know, I want, I want him to know he wants to spend the money. It's his money. That money comes out of his account. So, um, I, I'm all for that's and buying a necklace for a little girl is not necessarily a mistake, but I have an easier time allowing him to spend money on things like that than on an app that he wants to download. Um, and he's just going to like bury his face in the Right. Yeah. Um, or, you know, he, he plays some games on his tablet where he's like, I just need to spend $20 on a yeah, thousand it's coins. A free, yeah, it's a free and, download and then it's whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I don't like to encourage spending on any tablet or Nintendo type games. So maybe I should allow him to make those mistakes um, and spend it. But and if he runs out of money, we can just start charging him like 20% interest. Like he had a credit <laughs> card and then he can learn about interest and then he can just declare bankruptcy at some point. <laughs> Learn the whole process. <laughs> no, I'm just imagining him coming out of his room, 
and uh, like Michael Scott, I declare bankruptcy. (laughs) (laughs) Not how it works. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Spending limits for you guys. What do you think about as your children age, assuming that they aren't pure savers like both of you are? I think the, the limit should be as long as it's not something that's dangerous to him in some way, the limit should be, yeah, the limit should be, you know, what he has in his budget. And if he, uh, he wants to spend money on something that I don't think is a good idea. I mean, I think that's just where you have to have a conversation like, Hey, I know you want to spend all your money on this, but you know, you can remind them of something else they enjoy too. And, um, like tell them the trade off, but ultimately, um, I couldn't agree with Natalie more like, let them make mistakes. Let them feel buyer's remorse now when it's over a $15 necklace or a $10 app than it's a, a car or something like that. Um, and then ultimately, I think like I was that way with money because that's how I saw my parents be with money, like very conservative. So I think the best thing we, we can do is just give them a good example and um, like freely communicate about uh, money decisions and mistakes that we've made in the past so that they can uh, learn from us instead of having to learn every lesson the hard way. Um, I mean, I definitely know that some people are going to learn every lesson the hard way anyway. Um, but one of my favorite quotes is um, experience is learning from your own mistakes and wisdom is learning from the mistakes of others. So the more that we can share wisdom with our children and let them learn from our mistakes, I think the better off they're going to be. That's great. That's really good. Yeah. I heard from, I don't remember where I read it or heard it or something, but they said like we use the term or the phrase, like I can't afford that when it's not true. And to like actually tell your kids why you aren't buying something rather than just saying we can't afford that. Say like, well, we're not going to buy this toy because we would rather go on a family vacation or we're not going to buy this toy because we want to be able to go bowling as a family or whatever, whatever you would rather prioritize rather than just saying, well, we can't afford that. Actually talking to them about your choices, which is just goes off of what Jeff said. Oh, I like that a lot. I think it makes me think about, um, sorry to interrupt. It makes me think about like Mr. Rogers and how he was so adamant about like kids take everything literally so you have to be very clear in the words you choose um, about when you talk about things that are hard for them. Um, and Tally's point, like we can't afford that is, is kind of a cop out and it's not the truth. So like the words matter um, in yeah, that circumstance too. Just saying we right. can't, like it teaches them something like you shouldn't go into debt, but it doesn't ultimately teach them goals and priorities. Right. You know, one thing I am thinking about um, things that I've done to try to discourage spending um, on certain things when it's something I don't necessarily think is worth the money is same thing I would advise an adult. Like if you see something that you want all of a sudden, take some time and like take a take a break. So uh, my my daughter will see something in the store and I really want that helmet, that unicorn helmet, you know, and I'm like, well, you, you really wanted, you know, that other lovey in the other store a, a week ago. So let's take a break. Let's come back. Let's think about it. And we can assess which one do you really want? Or do you want something else? And um, usually you end up not buying anything or any of the items that they really wanted 
desperately, you know, when they're throwing a tantrum in the store about it. Um, but just the, the, the time and the perspective that we advise for adults is very valuable for kids as well. Well, that's what I was thinking when Jeff was talking that basically everything he was saying about, you know, what they plan on doing with forest is what we advise our clients. Like here, safe, save first and give first. And then what you have left is yours. But like, let's talk about what it means if you spend this money, like, what are you giving up to spend it? And it's exactly how we have conversations with our clients just on an adult versus kid level. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I have these conversations with our nine-year-old boy where yeah, I'll say, we can't afford it. He'll say, dad, yes, we can. And he'll throw out a number about how much money he thinks we have. He'll be like, dad, we have $10 million. We can afford it. Try 20. Yeah. (laughs) And then it is, it becomes a conversation about, well, I mean, yeah, we have enough money to do that, but that is not our priority. And if we do that, then like, wouldn't you rather take a trip to go see your cousin in who just moved to Tokyo or whatever, you know, um, like there are, there are trade-offs with every dollar that we spend. And, um, I, I think you could do a whole episode on just like communication with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it maybe it's a different conversation, but like communicating very clearly about, um, and you don't have to like necessarily be specific about amounts or whatever, but about where money's going, involving them in the process of, like what it looks like, who do we pay for our power bill and who do we pay for our, um, our water bill um, so that they know that those things, like the way that we treat our house and the way that we um, sort of live, like cost money and that money goes certain places and those are just like baseline things. Um, and then being clear about why when money comes in, there are amounts that we tell our clients, you guys have said, but like, you know, if you give away what you feel called to give away and you save enough to be able to meet your goals, and I don't care what you spend, right? Well, I don't tell my son that, right? Like I do care what he spends um, because I'm trying to align his values with mine around spending also. And I think in some ways, potentially like preventing mistakes, which isn't probably that good of an idea instead of allowing him to make them now. Uh, a couple of things there, like on that about like letting mistakes, I think that's absolutely right. And I'm, this has been so good in terms of like how I'm thinking and uh, what I need to do and make some changes. Um, but I do think that there's going to be, you know, some restrictions of going, if this goes against kind of like, you know, safety or values, you know, in terms of how much we want to prioritize this in our home, I think there's gonna be some restrictions, but I imagine it's kind of a glide path. And like, as they age, then that gets lessened. Um, so, you know, I, I think that for some homes, there's going to be more or less restrictions, but the principle of letting them fail. Great. Um, when you were talking about like uh, teaching them about your own expenses, reminds me of a situation of, or an example of taking, you know, like a stack of, uh, you know, $1 bills and maybe do it on like a hundred or, you know, a thousand, you know, depending upon like what would be conveyed. And then, you know, saying this is much, how much as a percentage goes to rent. This is how much as a percentage goes to these things so they can uh, uh, see and, you know, feel, touch, you know, what it costs. Um, and you know, the expenses that one has. I, I think that as you were talking, I was thinking about just like presenting a spending plan to kids. Right. And we don't, we don't necessarily get into the weeds with our clients on this a lot, but like they give whatever percent they save, whatever percent. And then the rest you can buy, you know, you can use some money to buy an app, but it's limited at whatever, like that's your entertainment spending. Um, you can use money to buy food when we're at the grocery store and you want a tree, you can buy yourself that, but it's limited at whatever. Um, 
you need to pay me rent. No, I won't make them do that. That'd be pretty funny though. <laughs> the mortgage payment. Um, like whatever those individual categories are, it's probably not a bad idea to have like a limit on them. And, and I try and avoid this sort of complexity, um, but at the same time would provide guardrails that I think would be useful. You can get a gift for your lady friend, my nine-year-old son, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's limited at, like, and if you want to take two months of whatever your gift is and do that, like you have a limited amount. There. So on somewhat as a parallel kind of thought or as an encouraging thought, hopefully, <clears throat> excuse me, that there's um, a parenting book that I've been listening to. And it talks about like how often we, you know, fail at what we're trying to do. And, uh, you know, the teacher is just saying, just, just try to get it right 50% of the time. Um, and, you know, that I think as I hear us of going that we've have thoughts and plans to have conversations about money, um, you know, is probably, you know, good and, and in some ways good enough, you know, and there's areas where we can grow and refine and stuff like that. But, you know, for some of us who didn't have any conversations about money growing up, you know, and some of these principles about, you know, saving and spending or investing and stuff like that, you know, that we're taking kind of leaps and bounds ahead. And so, you know, kind of like, as you stumble trip, you know, just be kind of, you know, um, encouraged that, you know, you're having those conversations and that's something and that's a start. Yeah. Yeah. We're all financial advisors or in that business and we don't have the right answer. So if you're listening to this and you haven't done, had any of these conversations or haven't started allowance or guardrails on spending, know that we have not perfected it clearly based on how we change our minds as we're speaking. Yeah. <laughs> like the first step. And if you do, have ideas or thoughts that you'd like to contribute to the conversation. Allie, where's the best place on the Instagram post? Where's the best place to do that? On what? In the comments on the Instagram post or in the comments on the podcast. Comments on the Instagram post, comments on the podcast, wherever you can leave a comment. We would love to hear it about what you're doing, what's gone well, what hasn't. Ultimately, like our initial process whenever we're sitting down with someone is to ask about their background with money. How did they handle it? How their parents handle it? What did money look like to them growing up? Um, and everybody has unique experiences and some have been really helpful and some haven't. Um, and what we want for our own kids is to help them avoid mistakes, uh, is to say, okay, how do we instill in them values that put them into place where they can avoid making you know, like the really catastrophic money mistakes. And we've gotten to see and work with people who are on the other end of that, where they've bought too many condos in Florida that went upside down. Uh, or, you know, they spent too much money on SUVs or like whatever those things are. And they're then limited to be able to actually like live out their values. And, um, and I think that's ultimately what we're looking to try to avoid with our, with our own kids. Um, and we would love to know what you guys are doing with your kids uh, to be able to instill your values, which might be very different from ours. And that's great. Any other thoughts, um, Jeff? Yeah, I'd like to plug just one other resource that's out there, and this one's a free one, myclassroomeconomy.org. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a resource that Vanguard has, and it's built for learning in the classroom about money. So there, you can assign jobs and salaries, and um, it's all age-appropriate. Uh, but you can definitely adapt the materials. They're all available for free online, um, and you can adapt those to use in your house, too. I know there's like a banking simulator. Uh, there's an investing simulator as kind of they get older and learn about that. Um, so that would be like a really good free resource to at least take a look at if you want, you know, more ideas on how to structure um, kind of 
teaching about um, income and expenses. Cool. That's super helpful. Thanks, Jeff. Sure. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening to episode 23, Kids and Money. We may be back for more on this topic. We'll have to decide. If you liked it, let us know. If there are other topics, things that you'd like to hear us discuss, of course, you can let us know that as well. Thanks very much for listening.